This evening, uh, you know, ASI is made up of more than just chapters here in the United States of America. I have with me a delegation from Europe. Christiana is the ASI Europe president, Gabriella is the vice president, and Michael is the treasurer there for the ASI Europe. We're so happy to have you here tonight. Thank you for coming all the way to join us here at ASI. Christiana, you're the president of ASI Europe. What is your vision as you think about what needs to be done to finish spreading the gospel in Europe? What is your vision? My personal vision and the vision of the team is that we are really getting Europe back in fire for evangelism. Amazing. Christian, how did God lay that burden on your heart personally? It's a few years ago, I had a sports accident and this was followed by a life-threatening brain surgery. Before, just before the surgery, I made a deal with God that if you still need me, please give me recovery. And it was only during an evangelistic campaign in the Philippines while I was preaching that I realized it was not God who needed me. It was that I was not ready. So since when, you, when you say you were not ready, what I assume you're saying is at that point your heart was not really right. You would uh, maybe have questioned your salvation even yes. at that point. Yes. But God gave you another chance and through evangelism, yes. what happened? Yes. He actually really brought me in fire to spread the gospel right where I live in Europe. Amen. So uh, what's happening there is you're getting your team ready now. You want to set Europe on fire for evangelism. Yes. You're coming together. What have you done this last year as you prepare for that? First of all, we turned a board meeting of ASI Europe that's consisting out of 18 chapters into a mini convention, and we realigned all chapters for evangelism. Amen. And secondly, we went, I took a team of ASI Europe to the TMI evangelistic campaign to Zambia to preach there. Okay, so you say we're going to get ready for this, and in order to get ready, we're going to go do some evangelism. Yes. Michael, tell us, how did that change your life? How did that affect you to go to Zambia and do evangelism? Zambia, a month ago, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I had heard it with my ears, but then my eyes saw it. I saw the Holy Spirit coming down, and in one day, 10,000 people got baptized. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And how did that affect your life and even your wife? The real converts were we. Now... Now, wait a minute. You just said the real converts were you. Yes, the real convert was me. Mm -hmm. Because now, I'm a converted believer in the power of God. Amen. Amen. So, as uh, you're preparing now, you're thinking about this, you take your team to do evangelism, how many meetings did you end up doing there in Zambia? All together, we as a team of ASI, we covered six sites. Six But at the sites. same time, there were a thousand sites. Wow, it's amazing. And you covered six of those. Yes. And God really blessed through that effort. But you're not stopping there. You have plans now. Tell us, what are your plans for next year? We have huge uh, plans for Europe. We are so excited to share Christ with a secularized population of North France that we have planned for next year, April 20 to 27, to have an evangelistic campaign in North France in the Paris area. And because there are so many people who need to know Jesus, we have thought that each one will win one. 
We need the church members, we need the pastors, we need you, we need everybody who wants to help us. Well, I, I heard you say you're planning an evangelistic campaign. How many series of meetings are you planning to do simultaneously in Paris next year in, in the month of April? We are planning to have simultaneously 100 sites where evangelistic campaigns will be uh, presented. Amazing. So next year, April, in the city of Paris, 100 series of meetings happening simultaneously. Wow, can you believe what God is going to do with that in a secular city like Paris to do something amazing for his name? So we have the opportunity to do several things tonight. Christiana, tell us, how can people help now? What is it that someone can do in uh, helping with what you're doing there in Europe? We need people who help us to prepare the ground. That means being trainers to show how to run Bible studies. And we also need speakers for the evangelistic campaign. Uh, not only in French, but also in English, in Romanian, Serbo-Croatian, in Russian, just name it. So that's where you can support us in Europe, in France, in 2019. So you have an opportunity to participate in this event, my friends. You can go there, you can get involved, you can sign up. You have a website? We have a website, asr-europe.org. You will find the project SEAT. And what's going to happen tonight if you're interested in getting involved, this team is going to be at the main ASI booth in the exhibit hall, and they have a little packet of seed there. The title of their event there, they're naming it Seed 2019, and they want you to take that packet of seed home and pray for this event and considering participating in this event. Thank you so much for sharing what God is doing in ASI Europe. Thank you so much for your support. How many of you like to be a guinea pig? Okay, maybe I should rephrase that. How many of you like to be the Lord's guinea pig? Okay, a little more brave, brave hands there. Well, the programming team decided that they wanted to start having the chapters share some uh, short testimonies of things happening in their chapters. So they, I guess, reviewed the various chapters, and they decided that since you're in the Southern Union, that they would make the Southern Union the guinea pig for this first uh, series of reports. So this evening, we're going to share with you just a mashup of just some short testimonies from five or six of the ASI Southern Union chapter members. So let's take a look. are amazing. I might have a chance of recovery. And that was like a, like weeks worth of work. He was just so happy that we came. And when I came home, y'all were here. <laughs> we're really being the hands and feet of Jesus. They were so grateful. It fills my heart up with a bunch of happiness. Thank you. Thank you. You just don't know what a blessing these people are. Like shivers went up and down my back and it just like felt like God was right there. Being a media missionary can mean many different things. It means the love of a home at the heart of the planet, the intrepid spirit of a village, and the vibe of a great metropolis. It means camera one and camera two. It means transforming a school, orphanage, or hospital. It means fire, rain, ice, and snow. It means gifts by the dollar and by the check. It means donations that roll 
and donations that fly. It's a movement on a trail or down a motorway. It means family. All of us together. And individually. It's who you are or who you are becoming. And to her, it's a simple gesture that means hope. Whatever it means to you, being a media missionary means more than you might think. Have you ever faced a trial or a problem that seemed too hard to handle on your own? Well, I certainly have. In fact, I've faced problems that have made me give up. It has also made me feel like I'm not good enough. After giving up and failing over and over again, eventually I realized there's some things I just can't get through on my own. There's a great verse quoted in the book of Deuteronomy that says, Be strong and of good courage for the Lord your God he is with you. Welcome to the Video Bible Study Series, where we will explore a variety of Bible topics using video and print. What is humility? Do we need God's law? Can I understand the Holy Spirit? Yes, you can, and we're going to solve that today in five minutes or less. They're designed to engage you by watching a five-minute video, having a discussion on the topic, and diving deeper into it with a lesson study. Each study asks questions, has discussion points, and or has activities. Overall, we developed this project for you to have a closer walk with Jesus as you explore relevant topics, either in a group setting or on your own. We hope you find these a blessing. If you want more information, go to www.littlelightstudios.tv or find us on your favorite social media platform. ASI Southern Union has been a vital supporter in the mission of Audioverse to take the Three Angels messages to the world using online technology. One of the exciting projects sponsored by ASISU is the creation of Audioverse courses, courses.audioverse.org, an online school with helpful classes on how to make our faith practical. Things students can learn include personal and public evangelism, natural remedies, organic gardening, reversing heart disease naturally, and more. These courses are conducted in partnership with various other ministries and more courses are being developed all the time. Students from all over the world have enrolled and are being challenged and prepared for service. 
Good evening, ASI. It's a, one of my favorite parts to do Members in Action. And this evening, I have with me Joshua Hawley, who is a student at Washita Hills College. Joshua, tell us a little bit about Washita Hills. Um, Washita Hills is a very small, self-supporting college in Amity, Arkansas. And I'm actually studying theology there. And they offer a many different degrees, um, education, theology, business, and it's a, it's a beautiful, it's a special place. That's fantastic, Joshua. Now, why are you studying theology? Tell us a little bit about the background. You have an amazing story of how God has led you to that point. What happened? Well, it's, a, it's truly a miracle story. Um, I wasn't raised in church. I wasn't raised a Christian at all. I um, never heard of Seventh-day Adventist. And was actually involved in drugs and um, gangs and things like that from a very young age. And I actually ended up going to the penitentiary when I was 17 years old. And after being in prison for about seven years, um, I had an experience with God. Um, God truly did reveal himself to me and he let me know he was real. And I started studying my Bible. And you know, I was locked down too in a maximum security penitentiary. So I was locked down in a cell and there was no Bible workers, there was no coal porters. And it's amazing how the Lord still finds a way to reveal his truth to you. Because after, when I started studying my Bible, um, this book right here, Patriarchs and Prophets, appeared in my cell. And when I say it appeared, I mean it did. It was just, one day it was there underneath my television. I picked it up and I began to read it. And I was amazed at what I was reading. I knew that God was speaking to me through this book right here. And I still didn't know anything about Seventh-day Adventist. And that book, The Patriarchs and Prophets, was not just any copy. It was the ASI edition of the Patriarchs and Prophets book. Praise the Lord. However it got there, God put it there. Go ahead. Tell us more. Amen. And, and what's amazing is um, I read the book twice. And um, a year later, I got moved to a different cell. And I was in this new cell. And there were some books that were underneath my bed that were taped together, two stacks of books. Somebody was using them to work out with and do push-ups on them. And I pulled the books out, and I started working out with them one day. I was doing push-ups and contemplating all these things. I was reading the Bible, especially about prophecy. And as I was looking, as I was doing push-ups, I noticed there was the great controversy right there in the middle of these books. And a great controversy in a stack, in of, stack books of books that you it were was, doing push-ups yes, on. It was this, this copy, this version right here, the ASI book. The ASI edition of the great controversy. Again, yes. <laughs> this is a new way to share the great controversy, isn't it? Amazing. Yes. Doing push-ups on doing the great controversy. Doing push-ups. Continue to tell us the um, story. So that's how I learned about this message. And I got out of prison, um, still fully unconverted. Um, I still struggled letting go of the world. I did. And I actually ended up going to a drug rehabilitation program called the City of Hope um, in Oklahoma City. And it's a beautiful place. It's a wellness center slash drug rehab slash homeless shelter. And that's where I learned about the spiritual nature of Christ. And I actually got to learn about a coal porter ministry. And when I heard about a coal porter ministry, the Lord told me that I can go door to door with these ASI books and share my testimony. And I started doing that. And I was blessed in the beginning. And I was very untactful doing it. I would go to knock on somebody's doors and start telling about Jesus and tell them how I found these books in prison and they will change your life. And the Lord blessed though, people were, people were blessed by doing that. And 
That's, that's fantastic. It's so encouraging. Thank you, ASI, for the support with these books. It's absolutely tremendous. Now, please tell us, because you have a real passion for these books now. Tell us more about uh, your plans and what you just finished doing uh, just this last week. Well, we just got done doing a 10-week um, canvassing program in North Carolina, going door-to-door -door with this literature. And there, there's something special about sharing these books with people. And it's changed my life, and I know that God is going to use me on doing this for a long time. And that's the beautiful thing, too, about being at Washita Hill School, is this is actually how we pay for our scholarship, is we get to go door-to-door -door and sell these books to people. And it's been a, been a blessing. It's, been a, it's changed my life. That is so encouraging, Joshua. We are just so glad that God has led you through the ministry of the printed page. This evening, our interviews are going to focus on the way that God has used media through the printed page, through television, through internet, and through the uh, websites that are available. So Joshua, again, we want to say thank you so much for your time coming here and sharing your story. We'll be praying for you at Washita Hills, and may God richly bless you as you uh, continue your journey for Christ. And um, Washita Hills does have a booth, and I'll be in the booth after the service today if you want to come and maybe hear more of my testimony, hear more in detail. Um, you're welcome to come by and do that. It's booth um, 528. So. Okay, so come and see Joshua. He told me that his testimony is really more like uh, 30 minutes or an hour long. So stop by the booth. You can hear more amazing stories about how these books really do make a powerful impact. Again, thank you, Joshua. We're so glad you came. Uh, next, we're going to have Remnant Publications. We have Dwight Hall coming and Mike Casey. And I am so excited about this particular interview uh, because it really touches my heart personally. Dwight, tell us a little bit about Remnant Publications. I know many know, but some are here for the first time, so tell us. Well, I started Remnant Publications around 33 years ago. Boy, it doesn't seem like that long. But my kids tell me I got gray hair and I'm getting older, but it's really been a blessing. And I made a promise over 33 years ago as I rededicated my life to the Lord that I would put life-changing books out to the best that I could that would help change the world one book at a time. And God started blessing. Not at, it always blesses, but not big at first through humble beginnings. But uh, one, there's a number of projects, Ronnie, that, that I think is neat and one that I think would resonate with you. But we got a book out a number of years ago called The Passion of Love. How many of you have ever seen that book? I know a number of you have. We were told many times that, you know, you can give books out to Seventh-day Adventists and some Christians, but you'll never get these kind of books out to, like, the Walmarts of the world or all these chain stores. And you know what? It's not that we did anything, but it's because God uses every one of you. Without you, we could not do anything. It's partnerships. We got a pallet of books out in Arkansas. And I was just backstage and, and sharing that. And Ronnie said, I was a part of that. And uh, there was a pallet of books that got shared in Arkansas where the Walmart distribution plant is at there. And they passed books out. The buyer there at the Walmart store called us up and said, I just got done with this book. Would you be interested in getting it into the Walmart stores? 
I said, nah, not really. No. <laughs> you see how God works things out? And, and because of that faithfulness with the remnant staff, over 1.8 million books were gotten out of that passion book, and over 1,000 Bible studies came directly from the Walmart stores. It's tremendous. That is just an incredible thing. And as I mentioned, uh, that story really touches me because I was pastoring in Northwest Arkansas at that time, and it was one of our church members that was at the Walmart that was passing out this book. Praise the Lord. What else? What Amen. are some other projects? Well, another big project was uh, we partnered with 3ABN a number of years ago, and Ten Commandments Twice Removed, it was written by Danny Shelton and Shelley Quinn. And I know to this date there's probably at least over 12 million of those books that have gotten out. And I know that there were whole churches that got that book and church pastors became Seventh-day Adventists after reading that book. Um, I've met, I met one for sure. So that was a big project. Uh, we've gotten um, Hack, Hero of Hacksaw Ridge was a newer project, over 1.2 million of those. And a huge project, which is dear to my heart, is a great controversy. And uh, we partnered with Ron Goss, a tremendous friend of mine, Project Restore. In the last few years, we've gotten well over 12 million um, full version great controversies out. Now, that's a lot of great controversies, and we mail them out. Uh, we've gotten them into San Francisco, to Chicago. The Chicago Tribune called us up. We've been on television stations. And uh, lots of Bible studies from this. Now, I will have to say that uh, we would love it that everybody that would write us back that would just love the free book that they got. But, you know, one time we actually got a book, Rodney, that had six bullet holes in it. Okay. So it, not everybody likes what you do, of course, but it doesn't deter us. But God is, is blessed tremendously, it's, and it's a team effort. It's all because of all of you and others that help make this a tremendous ministry. Well, thank you very much, Dwight, for sharing. And if your church has not yet received a pallet of Great Controversy books, please call Remnant and order your pallet for sure. Now, we have Mike Casey with us. Mike, we want to hear some more stories, some personal testimonies of how this literature is really touching people's lives. Do I have Share three hours? Well, you have three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a lot of stories. And one of the projects that... Uh, that Dwight didn't mention is Hope for the Hurting. And what this is, this is Steps to Christ, but it has a title of Hope for the Hurting. It's a full color edition, and it's wonderful, doing a tremendous work. And they, we have been sending these out everywhere. In fact, in Las Vegas, after that shooting there, over 600,000 went out to every home there. And we would like to thank Amazing Discoveries for helping to partner with us on, the, on this project. In fact, in the first two weeks, we had over 40 Bible study requests. And, and it, it, one really neat one I'd like to share is a lady she called a couple months after this mailing because sometimes we don't get results right away. And she was like nearly in tears. She actually, she was in tears. I was nearly in tears on the phone. She was telling, me, telling us how this book changed her life. And not only did she want Bible studies, but she wanted Bible studies for her children as well. And that's what makes this book so successful. And this version of Steps to, Steps to Christ also has, through our partnership with Amazing Facts, introduction of free Bible studies in it. And through our partnership with 3ABN, an introduction to their, to their station to view Adventist broadcasting. So this book, when you leave it, it continues to work. It's just the beginning when you drop it off. So this is, this is just one of many wonderful stories. This book has also been sent out all through the Sutherland area uh, after that shooting in Texas. Um, we've sent several pallets to uh, 
uh, Houston after the hurricane there. But most importantly, right here in Florida, after the Parkland shooting, uh, in partnership again with the Florida Conference, and we thank them, we were able to send every household into Parkland and Coral Springs area this book. And it says right on here, in memory of the lost. So it really touches home, and we've had some fantastic results. And speaking of Florida, we've had just last week, just before I came here from the Panama City area, a pastor had gone around and handed out Hero of Hacksaw Ridge. How many have handed out Hero of Hacksaw Ridge? Is that the funnest book you have ever handed out? It's tremendous, isn't it? Well, the lady called, and she was so thankful and grateful, and again, she signed up for Bible studies. Isn't that wonderful? And if I have time for one quick story, and this Go ahead. one is... It's an amazing story. Um, this gentleman is walking down the street, and he was a, he's a cripple, so he had a cane, and as he's walking down the street, he sees a book on the ground, and with his cane, he kind of flips it over, and then he reaches down, and he, he picks it up, and it's our Noah book, and so he takes it home, and he reads it. But what's so beautiful, we didn't know about this story, for this had happened years before. He was calling us up for cases of this book to distribute. He's distribute. He is a baptized Adventist today. Is that beautiful? Amen. And, and he's, these are the real heroes, the ones that are getting the books out. You are the heroes. Printing the books is easy. I mean, that's, that's the easy part. What you're doing, that's what really makes the difference. We thank you for that. Now, before you go, the last yes. thing is, you have something at your booth. Yes, what we do. What do you have at the booth Actually, for everyone have, here at ASI? We have this in the booth. And, and what so, are we supposed to do with it? I'll tell you what. Everyone that comes by is going to get one of these for free, but it's not for you. Please go hand them out. Okay, let's pass the favor. Let's go hand it out. Let's change lives. And it takes every one of us. And also, for those that aren't here, please go to RimnaPublications.com. You can learn more about what we're doing. And please like us on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. In the 1040 window, live 3 billion unreached people, 80% of the world's poor, and millions are persecuted for their faith. ASAP Ministries believe ethnic missionaries, empowered by the power of the Holy Spirit, are the key for reaching the 1040 window for Christ. That's why 23 years ago, we began training lay people in Southeast Asia as church planters, teachers, and medical missionaries to fulfill the Great Commission among their own people groups using Christ's compassionate methods. Today, with God's blessing, ASAP supports nearly 600 ethnic missionaries, and thousands of impoverished and at-risk children are learning about Jesus in ASAP-funded school across Southeast Asia and elsewhere in the 1040 window. Along with our ongoing projects, recently ASAP has broken ground on the first Seventh-day Adventist Academy in the communist country of Laos. Support a new lifestyle center ministering to Muslims in a close country and launch the Reach the World Next Door training program in Houston, Texas to equip young adults to reach refugees and immigrants from the 1040 window living in North America. Thanks to an ASI grant, we've also started a secret missionary training program serving an outcast population in a close country. And by faith, we began producing sermon series for some of the world's least rich people groups so that they can hear the gospel in their heart language for the very first time. We are driven by a single purpose, to reach the world ASAP. Because Jesus is coming soon, now more than ever, mission 
matters. Praise the Lord for what ASAP is doing. Singh, it's so good to see you. It's In the 1040 you. window, and lift three. I wanted to ask you, uh, what does ASAP stand for? Adventists used to be called, ASAP used to stand for Adventist Southeast Asia Projects. That's probably you, what you heard in the past, but we have changed to advocates for Southeast Asians and the persecuted. Okay, so this is what we really want to focus on in this particular interview. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in ASAP. Well, I got involved with ASAP a while back when I was just a new Christian. Um, ASAP had partnered with another ministry that helped me pay for my Christian education at Weimar Academy um, and then through Weimar College to study theology. Um, in those days, there was no Seventh-day Adventist pastor in North America for the Laotian people. And I felt God was calling me. But the, problem, but the problem for me was that I came from a refugee family and there was no way my parents could have helped me to uh, have a Christian education. So um, ASAP and some other organizations have stepped in and helped me um, uh, be able to go to Adventist schools and, and, and finished um, Weimar College as a, the first Seventh-day Adventist pastor in North America. And are you still the only Laotian pastor in North America? At the present time, I am. So how are we possibly going to change that? What uh, is ASAP's vision? What is your vision for that? When I was at the seminary, I prayed many times, many times I could not go to sleep because I see this, I feel this load on my shoulders. Um, there are nearly one million Laotian refugees in North America, not counting um, Australia and parts of Europe. And so there were nights when I couldn't go to sleep. And one night I happened to pray to the Lord late in the night, early in the morning, and I was inspired um, uh, by, by a DVD I watched. And that DVD inspired me to, to start, to, to have a vision, to share the gospel, to multiply myself so that I could, I could cover more grounds with just being one, one pastor, one, one preacher. And so through that uh, inspiration, I've been involved with ASAP, uh, I've been involved with media ministry, and thanks to ASI Grant in 2008, um, I was able to launch the Laotian TV ministry for my people um, here for North America. And I found that media ministry not only touched the Laotians speaking people here in North America, just last year I went to Laos for the first time in 10 years. And I was surprised how, how famous I was over there. And I was shocked. I didn't know what to do with myself. You know? <laughs> Everybody seems to know who I am. And so, and, and I come to realize that they have distributed distributed my DVDs across the country and many people have come to the Lord through the, through the TV and DVD evangel uh, projects that we've, we've done. Amen. So we've heard the power of the printed page with the other interviews. Here we are hearing the power of media and DVD ministry. Tell us a little bit more, saying about some other projects that ASAP has, specifically to help reach the refugees. So here, since I've learned from the experience, a few years I've done media ministry among my own people, and I've seen the success that the media ministry has, has on my ministry. Um, I have uh, joined ASAP a year ago, 
and part of my work is to help inspire other pastors and church planters here in North America to, to be involved in media ministry because some of these language groups that have come here to North America, sometimes there is no pastor, no, no trained pastor among these different people groups. And so my, my desire, my goal is to help inspire those, those few workers that we have to utilize media so that they too can spread the message to their people that are scattered throughout the world. Many refugee groups have come to the United States, as you know, and, and it is such an opportunity for us um, here in North America. We have the freedom to share, freedom to preach, and the message that we, we share with the refugees here will not just stay here. Eventually, the refugees will send this message home, send this DVD home, so that their people in, in other country, in their home country, could hear and could be reached. And so as AP Ministries believe that ethnic missionaries, in these very last days, ethnic missionaries is key. And that's, that's, we, we believe that it's the most effective, cost effective, and that's how we can reach the world ASAP. We agree with you. In 10 seconds, tell us what is happening in Houston. In Houston, we do have a training center, training school, to train North American young people to reach out cross-culturally, to reach out to other um, um, uh, faith, uh, Muslims, uh, Hindus, Buddhists, um, um, unchurched people. So if you have some young people who want to train how to reach out to refugees and immigrants that have come to this country, send them to Houston. We have a center, uh, a training center called Reach the World Next Door. If you want for inf more information, go to booth number 515. 515 and go and talk to ASAP Ministries. Thank you so much, Sang. Thank you. God bless you. Our last uh, interview this evening is going to be a very exciting one. Mark, so glad you could join me here. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Mark is from Oak Haven and Country Life, and they have an incredible ministry in Michigan. Tell us a little bit about what happens at Oak Haven. Okay, well, we operate a health food ministry and a health ministry. Uh, we're up located in southwest Michigan on 1,200 acres. We distribute food nationwide and a little bit of export. We like to support health ministry in all we can. Sometimes it's in the, in the form of sending food to a church that has a co-op that schedules a supper club that can invite neighborhood people, community people, and then uh, schedule an event where they can get to know their neighbors month after month after month when the food delivery comes. Now you were also involved very specifically in a evangelistic kind of effort. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so in our local outreach we, we do a number of different programs. Some things we prepare ourselves. Sometimes we use like Nedley's program, Dr. Guthrie's diabetes and different things. So we were doing a optimize your brain program and uh, we met this young man named Jeremiah Holmes which you'll see on Skype in a few minutes. But before we get there, let us, uh, there was a mailing that went out, right? Okay, right. We, Tell us about we this as a church, mailing. you know, we were at the Pullman Church in Michigan, uh, Oak Haven Country Life, the Pullman Church. We work together with evangelism, with the conference, and Michigan Conference has a wonderful program called uh, BibleStudyOffer.com. So our local church sent a postcard to the community, 3,000 or so homes, and uh, Jeremiah responded in an interesting way at first. He threw it in the trash. 
And, and he'll uh, tell you about what happened afterwards. Yes, we're going to actually at this time bring Jeremiah here to our auditorium on Skype. So we're going to uh, bring in a live interview now. Uh, if everything works well, Jeremiah, are you there with us I, this evening? I'm here. I'm there he is. Jeremiah, say hello to the audience here in Florida. Hello, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. We are so glad that we're able to have this interview. So, Jeremiah, we just left the story. You got a card in the mail for Bible studies, and we heard from Mark that you tore it up and threw it in the trash. Tell us a little bit more. What happened? Yeah, well, I, I had been studying uh, and reading a lot of other books to try to become a better person, and so far that was working. I was pretty busy with that. Being an IT guy, I recognized the cost of DVDs, and on this card I saw that there was free DVDs, and so I, I thought about it, thought I wanted to do something with it. A few days went by, and I just threw it in the garbage, said I don't have time for this. Well, it stayed in the garbage for about three or four days, and I decided I really did want to know more about that. So I pulled it out of the garbage, taped it back together, and I called the phone number so that I could find out what was going on. And that's when I'd asked uh, about the um, It Is Written versus the DVDs, and they told me that It Is Written was uh, going to be more on the New Testament. And I said, I want to know more about the history. And they said, well, then you'll want the DVDs. And so I uh, registered for that and uh, began watching those. That is fantastic. Now, tell us a little bit about your religious background uh, before this point. Uh, when I grew up, I, I, I suppose I was the typical Christian American who went to various churches, didn't really have a specific denomination that I sat with or was devoted to, and uh, that was for most of my life. So I'd heard some uh, Bible stories and, and things, that sermons out of the Bible. Uh, and in 2003, I was uh, searching for my life mate, my life partner, and uh, met my wife online, and she's from Bangladesh. And so while I was learning about her, and I was learning about the Bangladesh and that most people are Muslim over there, I was learning a bit about Muslim. And based on my understanding of how I had a relationship with God, I felt that that matched uh, on point with, with, uh, with where I was in, in my heart and in my mind. And so when I went over there in April 2004, um, I got married to my wife, and at the same time, I converted to a Muslim. And so it, it wasn't until 2017 in February where that uh, Bible study offer card came in the mail. That is uh, an amazing story. So, Mark uh, or Jeremiah, you were a Muslim, basically, and you received this card in the mail, tore it up, threw it in the trash, and then received how many sets of Bible studies did you go through after you I, I went through three Bible studies total how many three total three total sets of Bible studies uh, through this now yeah. we uh, left a story with Mark and he came to a seminar at Oak Haven okay right so as Jeremiah was uh, corresponding uh, by mail on these Bible studies, we inserted a, an invitation to come to our local outreach, which was, as I mentioned, optimize your brain. And this really resonated with Jeremiah, as he said, he was looking to better himself, and not from a give God the glory standpoint, but just something that it really touched him, and so he started attending Optimize Your Brain for six weeks, and was really, the point is really engaged, really applying everything that he learned. That's fantastic. Jeremiah, can you tell us a little bit about your experience then going to optimize your brain and then starting to attend the Seventh-day Adventist Church? 
Okay. Yeah, the Optimize Your Brain was really awesome. I was into taking uh, food supplements to have optimal health. And uh, with uh, a mentorship program I work with, I was also looking to expand my circle of influence. And I knew that there were people that wanted to better themselves that would actually attend the Optimize Your Brain course. While I was attending that course, I learned a lot of uh, very important details about the various vitamins and the foods that provide them so that our bodies can be with ultimate health and, and uh, essentially the brain to, to think clearly. And uh, so taking that class uh, really changed my life. And at the same time I went there, I found out that the person from the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Pullman who was mailing the Bible studies, uh, Landmarks of Prophecy to me, uh, attended the class as well. And that's how I learned that the church was right across the street. And so I was uh, able to increase my frequency of going through that uh, Landmarks of Prophecy Bible study and uh, finished both courses. And immediately after that, it was May of 2017, and I'm now um, Wednesday and Sabbath attendance at the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Can amen. you say amen to that? Amen. God is so good. Thank you for joining us, Jeremiah. Thank you for being with us, Mark, if people want to learn more about Oakhaven, where can they go? Yes, we're at booth number 816, and we typically hand out a trail mix sample. If you're familiar, come and get some. Praise the Lord for members in action. Good evening, ASI. Good evening, ASI. All right, I want to make sure you're awake out there. That's right. So welcome to another Offering in Action segment. It is my privilege to be able to interview different projects to let you know that those, uh, just a few of them that are in your booklet uh, that will benefit from the offering this year. And I have the distinct pleasure of interviewing 3ABN tonight. Um, I'm really excited because uh, we go way back. 3ABN and ASI are joined at the hip for ministry. And uh, we're really excited to be able to have been uh, to be able to partner with 3ABN, and I'm just, you can tell I'm, I'm just falling over myself because I'm so excited that they're up here. So we have Jill and Greg Morricone, and uh, tell me, what is your role with 3ABN? Um, I'm 3ABN general manager. Molly mm -hmm. Steenson was vice president and general manager. She retired the end of December, so I stepped into her position. Okay, and Greg? She's my boss. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I wear multiple hats. I'm actually production manager and I'm also general vice president at 3ABN. Well, we were reminiscing a little bit. So I've been with 3ABN since 1999 and back in the day, I used to send Debbie on the backstage <laughs> back here saying, all right, Debbie, five, four, three, two, one, go. Now we're on together. Yes. It's a little nerve wracking. <laughs> So um, as I've interviewed some of the projects, it's become apparent to me that a theme seems to be that as they've um, been in existence for quite some time, that they are looking for new and innovative ways to reach people for Jesus. And so I'm wondering if you could share with us, like, what's going on with 3ABN now, and how are they innovating to reach people for Jesus? Absolutely. First, I would just want to talk to you about the mission of 3ABN. When God gave Danny Shelton the vision back in 1984, the Lord told him, I want you to begin a television station that would reach the world with the undiluted Three Angels messages, one that would counteract the counterfeit. And for 34 years, 
Danny Shelton and the 3ABN team have been faithful to that vision to proclaim an undiluted Three Angels messages to a lost and dying world. And I, I like to think that we do that in a three-pronged approach. First, we want to present the gospel message to those who have never heard the name of Jesus, to those who maybe have heard about Jesus, but they don't know the truths that we hold so dear, the truths we can find in the Word of God. So first of all, 3BN is to be as a light, as it were, in a dark place, in a dark world. Just this afternoon at the booth, we had the privilege of meeting a young woman, beautiful young woman from Kuwait. She's 19 years old and her name is Glennie. She came up to the booth and she said, I grew up in Kuwait. I was in a Baptist home. And one day, my parents were flipping the channel and they stumbled across something called 3ABN. And they were riveted, and they were hooked, and they watched the programs, and they took it back to their church, and they questioned, and they, they studied, and they started family worship. And at family worships, they would study what they had been seeing and what they had been watching on 3ABN. They were baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Amen. That's a result of you all. That's a result of you at home because of your support in the ministry. People are, people's lives are being changed for eternity. You know, Debbie, 3ABN wants to also thank ASI because you guys have been a part of 3ABN from the very beginning. I know that 3ABN is a blessing. We get to be able to do these programs. A number of you have come to 3ABN over the years and done programming at 3ABN, but we just want to thank you. Many of you know that Danny Shelton had open heart surgery two weeks ago today. So he's actually at home, but he sends his greetings to you as well. But we just thank you because it's definitely a team effort together. Because our goal, all of us, right, ASI together, along with 3ABN, all the other ministries, is to hasten Christ's soon return. Isn't that right? And what a privilege. This is just today, this story that Jill's talking about. I mean, that just thrills our hearts. But that's you guys too. So thank you for your financial support through the years. One of our newest employees at 3ABN, his name is Ryan Day. And he became a Seventh-day Adventist because of 3ABN. And he also was an evangelist for Amazing Facts for, what was it, five years before he came to 3ABN. That's, again, thank you to you for your support of 3ABN through all of the years. You know, the, the fantastic thing about this is, as much as you're thanking ASI, we want to thank you on behalf of all of our ministries and members. Because of 3ABN giving some uh, presence and some visibility, many of our ministries have... Um, everybody knows about who they are and what kinds of needs they have. And so, like you said, we're working together and we Amen. just give greater lift to all of our ministries because of our working together. Amen. It is a privilege to partner together. I you know, agree. just to partner together, hold hands as we reach to proclaim this message to a lost and dying world. And I, I'd like to think that the Lord has blessed 3ABN with the opportunity to have a platform for your ministries. You know, so many of you have come to 3ABN, have been featured on 3ABN and then we hear stories. People say, I received so many donations that we could go out and we could spread the gospel with our own ministry. So that's one way that 3ABN can give back by um, having other ministries come and be featured on 3ABN. So tell us more about what you're doing in an innovative fashion. That would be the method. We have the okay. mission, okay. then we have the method. Um, 
when God called Danny 34 years ago to proclaim the message, um, there wasn't even such a thing as satellite. And then satellite became, and then um, the gospel was spread throughout the world through satellite. And then now we're talking with our team at 3ABN about new and innovative ways we can spread the same message but package it in a different format. What I mean by that is so many young people, and I like to think we're still, are we young? <laughs> you better say we're young. Yeah, baby, you're young. Okay, I'm, thank you. I don't know. <laughs> thank My you. knee was hurting this morning. Does that mean I'm getting old? I don't know. Yeah. So, Good answer. <laughs> I like to think we're young. But, yes. but young people want downloadable content right. and they want shareable content. Yeah. No longer do people say, I'm going to wait and turn on yeah. the 6 o'clock program on 3ABN. They want to say, I want to see it now when I have time. Professionals are busy, so you can pick up your phone. You can watch it on YouTube. We have thousands of videos there on YouTube that you can watch anytime. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the more exciting things because really this day and age is more IP driven, which is internet protocol. And so the nice thing about us putting stuff on YouTube and more inter internet based is because searches are one of the key things. So back in the day we were talking about people flipping the channels. You've all heard those stories, right? Well, people don't necessarily flip the channels as much anymore, but they do a lot of searches online. And so what we're doing, Jill's mentioning the YouTube, that's one of the big things that we're doing. We're streaming live always 24-7 on YouTube, but we have a big library of programs that have been done on 3ABN. And the key thing is putting keywords in there. That way if someone's going online, doesn't know anything about the Sabbath, and they put in seventh day or state of the dead or what happens when you die, that's how people are stumbling across 3ABN now. That's wonderful. I tell you, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to identify 3ABN as one of the two projects that would be recipients of our overflow. Thank so we you really want much. to sacrifice from our hearts because as we give more and more and it spills over to 3ABN and the New Beginnings picture rolls, then it just, again, gives greater lift and more opportunity for other ministries. Yeah, it's a privilege to uh, work together. Thank you very much. You're, you're very welcome. You know, I, I just want to say that um, I'm looking so much forward to our continued relationship. That's right. Amen. And um, AS, I just want to thank you on behalf of ASI for everything that you do for us because you have taken us around the world through the, through the ministry of 3ABNs. Thank you very thank much. Thank you, and thank you again for your support. Coming to the podium now is uh, Antoinette Fournier. Antoinette, you heard from last year when she shared with you the dream of being able to build a Kibidula girls dorm in Tanzania, Africa. Today, she has an update on the status of that dormitory. Antoinette. Good evening, ASI. It's a privilege to be here and share in God's blessings with you. One year ago, I stood before you on behalf of the team Akibidula Mission in Tanzania, East Africa. And it was exactly one year ago that we thanked you for choosing our project for vulnerable girls to be a recipient of the ASI 2017 offering. This year, I have a different joy and privilege, and that is to bring to you a report of what your offering, with God's blessing and hard work, has accomplished this past year. Are you excited yet? <laughs> You may have remembered me sharing with you about our program for vulnerable children. These, this part, sorry, I'm not getting my slides to go. 
This school was started in partnership with REACH Switzerland to give young children a second opportunity to gain education and become educated. These young people have failed or dropped out of the school system, and they have, due to poverty, they have very few options left. I'm sorry, let me go back here. There we are. Girls especially are vulnerable and face unique challenges that can be potentially devastating as they grow up in extreme poverty. And at our school this last few years, we've had a challenge where our male students are slightly less in number than our female students, and we didn't have enough accommodations to properly house the girls, and we needed to build a new dormitory. And ASI chose this project to be part of the 2017 missions offering. Last year, I showed you the blueprints for this dormitory, and I pointed out that we managed to pour the foundations at the time of ASI. ASI, the Lord is blessed very much. And I'm very excited to report to you and to show you the new girls' dormitory at Kibidula Mission that will house 42 female students who have not had the privilege of obtaining basic education before now. The building is almost 100% complete. Isn't it beautiful? This dormitory is an important part of our program to reach vulnerable youth for Christ and give them a few more years of shelter and education before they have to face life on their own. And if we have succeeded in our mission to them, they will know that they don't have to face life on their own. But that's not all. A donation from ASI this past year into our publishing department has enabled us to get two 20-foot shipping containers full of books from Springs of Life in Poland, helping over 2,000 literature evangelists to continue spreading very important books throughout Tanzania. This money will come back to us and enable us to buy more books, but with a 43% increase. And it's this increase that should grow and strengthen our publishing work so that future profits can go to support the mission. In part, you may also remember that Kibidula has been a recipient in the past of receiving funding for an avocado farm in an effort to become self-supporting. And it's with much thanks to the Lord and ASI members that we report that the avocado project is doing well. The new orchard of 8,000 trees that I showed you last year is bearing fruit. And our very first harvest and export to Europe is taking place as I'm speaking. Super exciting for us. In partnership with ASI members, we have spent this past year putting in irrigation. Kibidula has a very long dry season, which makes irrigation essential to successful farming. This will water both existing and future orchards. And we thank ASI for, for business leadership, for vision, for a heart for missions that have helped projects like us to take a step like this that we could only dream of for years. Part of the irrigation system is a dam that was built this, in the latter part of 2017, the product of many hours of hard work and expertise by many different individuals, not the least important, that of young volunteers from different continents. Thanks to a very large solar pump setup, the largest that we know of in Tanzania, water is being pumped uphill into a big holding reservoir. 
Then from there, water will flow downhill through miles of pipe to irrigate 52,000 trees. What a busy and productive year it has been, but it is not finished. The rest of 2018 will see us raise the wall of the dam higher to capture more water for irrigation and building a large packing facility to process the hundreds of tons of avocados that are expected in future harvests, Lord willing. Praise God. You know, every avocado that is grown and sold is with a prayer that souls will be impacted for eternity because each avocado that is sold has the potential to print a, pr a tract in our print shop or help translate and publish a book in our publishing department or bring restored health to a guest at our wellness center or help us keep students in one of our schools where they have an opportunity to meet Jesus or keep a Bible worker on the front lines of God's advancing truth. Take Faraja for example. Growing up in a small village in a home environment that her father shared with his two wives and their children, Faraja knew the hardships of a life of poverty firsthand. And when she failed to progress in secondary school and had to drop out, she was left wondering what she's going to do with her life. And she told me herself that she did not want to get married young. When she heard about the Kibidula Agriculture School, hope revived that she might be accepted and be taught a trade. Faraja did come to our school, graduated, and is now a fully self-supporting 20-something-year-old. She sews and sells clothing to customers. She, sews, she sells produce from a field that she had hand-hoed and cultivated a long distance from her workplace. And she has invested some of her profits and bought a piece of land and planted her own avocado orchard. When I visited with Faraja, something stood out to me. She was more thankful for having met Jesus at our school than for the success she is now enjoying due to her education. And I asked her what she would say to people like you who have invested into our program. Was it worth it? And she said, please tell them that I say thank you. Before I came to this school, I was not a believer, but now I am. ASI, our mission is people. And it takes a global network of God's people, inspired by love to him, to reach people. Did you hear me? It takes us, a global network of God's people, inspired by love to him, to reach people. And building God's kingdom in this fallen world looks a lot like growing avocados or building churches or teaching or building schools and hospitals and wellness centers, doing business and building companies, translating, publishing books, farming. And all that we do can be relevant if we pray and if it's anointed by God's Holy Spirit. My husband will forgive me for taking an excerpt from a letter that he wrote to a friend. It is God's work. And I want to do my best each day to do God's work. And if someday there are a few more people in heaven as a result, God's heart will be filled with a little more joy. And you and I and everybody there will be filled with a little more happiness forever and ever and ever. And multiply that by billions of years, and that adds up 
to a lot of happiness. I couldn't be tempted here to spend my time doing anything else. May God help us keep our priorities on serving him. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we are so grateful for the opportunity to tell others that Jesus is coming soon. And we're thankful that he is coming soon. We see this world falling apart. And we sense more than ever our great need of your Holy Spirit, of your direction day by day, that we might speak to others of the hope and the joy of Jesus' soon return. We just pray that you will bless us to that end. Bless us with your spirit. Please continue to pour out the messages of hope and healing upon the world. And we pray that we might have a part in that as we share the three angels' messages. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was produced by Audioverse for ASI, Adventist Layman's Services and Industries. If you would like to learn more about ASI, please visit www.asiministries.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.